You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Hello there and thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Batuta News Bulletin, coming to you fresh off the press from Koala Mattress Studios in downtown Batuta. My name is Bruce Hitchcock and joining me in the booth again today is Wendell Hussey. Yes, good morning, good afternoon or good evening wherever you may be listening inside the Diamantina Shire or outside of it. Thanks for tuning in as we wrap up all of the biggest stories from the Batuta Advocate. Australia's oldest and most respected newspaper. And once again, it's been another big week in the news cycle, Dell. Yeah, it has, Bruce. The awful and appalling events in Christchurch left the world in a state of shock and sadness. And as a result of the terrible events, Australia was shocked again when the country witnessed a sincere and capable politician by the name of Jacinda Ardern performing her duties under extreme pressure. As the whiny avowed neighbours of New Zealand, Australians are not familiar with a politician or a leader who appears to be good at doing their job under pressure, namely because of the foreign concept of unity and bipartisanship which has not been seen in Australia since both major political parties decided that the Adani coal mine was all good and that the Great Barrier Reef was just going to have to cop it. One local summed up the nation's confusion with this comment. What? She's not even going to swear revenge on anyone? She's not going to blame this tragedy on her political rivals? And another named Oki Daniel left a comment on our story explaining how he couldn't fathom how Arden did not consider the two-point swing in the polls she could have won if she blamed the entire thing on the previous government. Pertinent questions indeed, and in the fallout from Christchurch, one soon-to-be-nobody Australian politician, Senator Fraser Anning, tried his hardest to grab the national attention with some inflammatory remarks. However, he did have the rug pulled out from underneath him by the nation's newest hero, a 17-year-old called Egg Boy. The young man snuck into the press conference, set up by some incel Nazis, and managed to smash an egg onto the back of the senator's head before being tackled and held by said Nazis until police arrived. But it hasn't stopped just there for the young man who burst into the national consciousness this weekend, and he's followed up his actions with a few more heroic acts. Demonstrating his all-round good bloke nature, Egg Boy was then spotted helping a lady lifting her pram up the steps at a train station. That was while he was on his way to help out a mate move house. No problems at all. Following a big day of moving, Egg Boy popped over to watch the football with his lonely elderly neighbour before helping a broken down family on the side of the road jumpstart their car with the leads he apparently carries with him all the time. An incredible and inspiring young man, Bruce, and will endeavour to keep you updated on anything Egg Boy related as it unfolds. Now, while most of the nation applauded and celebrated the young man's behaviour, we spoke to one local patriot who wasn't so impressed. The man named Wyatt Bocken, who worships Ned Kelly and Chopper, said he was disgusted by Eggboy's civil disobedience. The local far-right activist, whose main interest outside sharing neo-Nazi memes is fetishising Australian criminal folklore, has called for criminal charges against Eggboy. The man with a tattoo of a notable historical figure who murdered three police officers said that if the little lefty who egged Anning had any decency, he'd front up and apologise for his behaviour and civil disobedience. And in some other news, which oddly seems like quite a while ago now, Tony Abbott has gone to extraordinary lengths to protect his personal friend and convicted pedophile Cardinal George Pell. In the wake of Pell's sentencing a few days ago, Abbott asked Pauline Hanson if she has any neo-Nazi contacts that might be able to protect Pell while inside prison. After being devastated by the news that one of his favourite Catholic figures is now facing the repercussions of raping children, Abbott first tried to talk to the other neo-Nazi in Parliament, Fraser Anning, before eventually trying to reason with Hanson. 
Despite promising a healthy sum if she could get Pell protection, it's believed Hansen told Abbott to go fuck himself after remembering how she spent 14 months in jail following a smear campaign led by Tony and John Howard. And in sports news now, for the umpteenth time this offseason, a rugby league player has made headlines again for his actions off the field. In a quirky story emerging this week, a Batuta Dolphins player who allegedly told police he'd consumed 16 tins of Jim Beam and Cola after crashing his car has fronted court with his confused barista. Banjo Clemente, a barista at Pissman's de Poche across the street from the courthouse, acted as the Dolphins player's legal counsel during the hearing despite having no level of education higher than a school certificate. Mr Clemente told a number of reporters that he was left rattled and confused by the experience he had in court and has informed the player that he won't be able to help him with the case going forward. Sounds like one of our Dolphins has got his wires crossed there. Yeah, it certainly does, Bruce. Anyway, that's it for the News Bulletin this week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in order to get your weekly fix of real, unfiltered and unwavering regional news. Until next week, I'm Bruce Hitchcock. And I'm Winner Hustle. 